Welcome to the Old Dog New Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff West, and I'm going to spend some time talking about tech and looking at how the old dog ways really are all that old. I'm going to look at some integration ideas, discuss some successes and failures, and show you that it's really not about being perfect, but it's about being patient when it comes to integrating technology. I'm a high school educator, been teaching music band for most of my career, but I am a a big tech enthusiast, and I really enjoy uh, researching and finding answers and ways to integrate tech that don't take up so much time. Let's get going. Well, welcome to episode nine of Old Dog New Tech. I'm Jeff West, and in this episode, I'm going to take a look at peer review with Padlet and Google Forms. So since assessment is such a main focus in education, I like to think of uh, assessment since taking my master's classes and uh, in ed tech. I like to bring that out. I need to get like some sound effects, ding, 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 or something, or, or hooray. Uh, anyway, did some research on assessment as learning instead of assessment of learning. For so long, at least when my teaching and in my training, it was assessing what the students know, which you can still do, but you can also use the assessment to further learning. which is something I never really thought about. But after doing the research and uh, checking up on it, um, I find that maybe that way is better than assessment of learning. Nothing wrong with assessing learning, but as learning, you are still finding out what they know and you are advancing. Uh, their knowledge. So we're going to be looking at assessment as learning using peer review, because it's a great way to achieve this, and uh, using peer review using um, Google Forms and Padlet. I'm sure there are other ways to do it, but I had a couple of experiences uh, this past week and uh, last year that I think might transfer into the classroom nicely for you. So uh, let's get started and take a look at this. Peer review can occur at any time throughout a lesson. Uh, During that process, students are are always evaluating themselves as they evaluate their classmates. It's human nature. Uh, When you see something, you compare yourself to that. And we're always looking either for some sort of rating system, and we see them all over the place on the web. It's human nature. So, however, sometimes this doesn't happen naturally for students when uh, when we're teaching them and they're learning, or we're hoping learning is taking place anyway. Um, maybe the content, maybe personal life issues or their learning styles can impede upon uh, the student's uh, evaluation of their work. In other words, sometimes they don't even do it. They're just looking at, okay, I did this, I did that, and even their acceptance level of the quality of that checklist can be uh, much lower. They're just getting through it. So they're not really 
studies have showed this, they're not really learning it. They're just kind of doing it. So peer review can be a way to teach students multiple tasks, multiple skills, especially 21st century skills like communication, critical thinking, um, of course, creativity and collaboration would fit in there, but the first two particularly. So if we use peer review to teach students evaluating skills, it allows everyone to re receive feedback and reflect. The person giving the feedback is undoubtedly looking over the reviewing their work or looking over in their head mentally on did they do that or that was an interesting way to do it or they felt they did better or they like how they did it. It's that evaluation piece that, that gets it to really dig in and, and stick in the brain. Sean Kearney uh, wrote an article um, that uh, I read during my studies and um, it was entitled uh, Improving Student Engagement the use of authentic self and peer assessment for learning. Let me say that again. Student, it's a long title. Improving student engagement, the use of authentic self and peer assessment for learning to enhance the student learning. And he had some suggestions and some, uh, some research. He had culminated several uh, research um, projects on uh, peer review and self-assessment uh, and peer assessment. And, and out of that, there were some, uh, some points that I took that I try to incorporate, and maybe these will help you. Something to think about. The assessment should reflect what is learned and considered important throughout the course. Probably not. That's probably something that we all do. But I think it's something that can get lost when you start to look at you're going to set up a peer assessment or peer review project. Sometimes we can forget about things like that, being nervous about the whole project itself. Uh, students, let's see, having feedback as soon as possible after an assignment, not too long of a period. So peer, uh, peer review would definitely give you that immediate feedback. And using Padlet or uh, Google Forms definitely uh, will speed that process up. Something that's important, I think, is anonymity. And I think that's essential. And the research agrees it's essential that there's an anonymous factor so that you don't create that relationship conflict possibility, I guess. Students need practice in assessing. And this gives them that practice. And there's a language. We all know it. We have our teacher language when it comes to assessment. Um, you know, using words like achieving the goal, the content you've demonstrated, and so forth. Those are things we don't always use in day-to-day -day conversation. But when you're assessing, you use those terms, and students need to get used to using those terms because those translate uh, into after-school career or life skills, however you want to um, categorize that. Um, further... Students, I, I try to let the students be part of creating the assessment rubric, what things are important. Most likely, you have already been teaching this if you're using uh, a peer review, say, in the middle to the end, or if it's at the very beginning of an 
of a lesson and, and you're using peer review to start or one of the early uh, assignments, um, they probably will know what the words would be, what areas you want to look at, what's important. And then that also then gives them the experience and the ability then to recall as they're doing their project, what were the things we decided were important. If you miss these, or you miss the mark on any of them, I, I don't think it, it's going to be a, a big deal. I think the big deal is, is this going to fit the need of your students? Are you getting them the experience to critically think and can consider others' work compared to theirs and then make adjustments? Are they getting the communication process? Of course, all of these things help to enhance your content delivery and that the kids will learn what you are hoping they learn, hoping they will learn. I think when when they start to put in that social aspect, that that definitely deepens uh, the learning and the knowledge and creates a, a greater likelihood that they will be able to recall what it is you want them to know. So as with anything that we try to incorporate into our classroom or integrate, I don't care if it's tech or any other methodology or framework, framework or uh, curriculum, it takes time. Time is the great luxury. Time is the thing I think probably most important to every educator. How do I use my time? The eight-hour school day has become very short. We cook right through with so many things to do and so many things to consider and new things that are dictated to us. Not always the best for education, but it is what it is, right? So we have to figure out how do we make our time work? How do we make things useful to us and not feel like we wasted time? I don't think you ever answer that question fully, just uh, on the side note. I think you do the best you can, and you keep rolling, and you know that your intentions are good and true. Preparation is the key with peer review. Um, as you become more familiar with the tool, you can create a peer review that will be meaningful much quicker. The first few times you do it, it may be a little slow and a little step-by-step -step and review, and you might miss something. Um, but um, I think the best formula for that is to do it on a very low-key uh, approach in the classroom. You know, uh, I'll speak more about this later, but um, this kind of leads me into my story from last week. I used uh, Padlet to, uh, with my, rather with my special needs class, um, that comes in every day uh, at the end of the day when we meet for about 40 minutes, 40 to 45 minutes. And we focus on social skills and getting to know each other and discussing and, you know, talking back and forth and, you know, um, those types of life skills. But in the music area, uh, last week we were using Padlet. Uh, we had been identifying um, music notes by sight. And uh, so I used Padlet to let the students draw notes 
um, some I had put on the screen so they could recall them, but I also have um, kind of an ace in the hole in that I have a mentor, senior mentor students that are in there to learn how to work with special needs students and explore teaching, uh, uh, the career of teaching or, or working with, with people. And so each of them had two to three students, and I had created a Padlet, which was just a few clicks. So I tell my... Sometimes when I say I created something, it does take a bit of work, but not with Padlet. You go to Padlet.com and sign in, and especially if you're a, a Google for Education school, um, then you can sign in using your uh, Gmail with a couple of clicks, and you're ready to go, and you create a Padlet, which is basically a web page that creates well, kind of a little post-it note squares, but you can put a lot of things in there, video, draw, you can search the web and put a link in. You can type something in. You could take a picture of yourself doing something. Um, there are a lot of options. But the one that I used was the drawing option. So I, I had my senior mentors kind of guide the students through drawing notes. And they usually drew one or two. And then another feature on Padlet that I used was... Uh, the rating feature. You can give a grade, you can use stars, you can do a like, thumbs up, thumbs down, a heart for the like. Uh, you can, there's even a um, scale, so you could put a 100-point scale on there if you wanted to do that. I think I have one schedule I'm going to use a 1 through 10. Um, I'm going to kind of advance the use of Padlet a little bit more. Um, and see if I can foster some creativity in using the notes in pictures and drawing things. We'll see how that goes. I'll podcast about that next week. But last week, this went very well. Uh, the students were, uh, it was interactive, so they got to draw. We laid our Chromebooks uh, 360, so they're like a tablet. And they took their finger and they drew the notes. And then they went through and gave a one through five star rating to their friends' drawings of notes, and were able to type in, good job, awesome. Um, and the mentors were kind of guiding them through that and giving them encouragement to, you know, give a little more feedback to what they had done. And this went very well. And I think, you know, you think about it in your classroom, what, what are you doing that you could use this? There's just all kinds of opportunities, I think. Google Forms for peer review is uh, really an, an awesome tool uh, for anything. But in my bands, I have used this where I created a form where I, I asked some self-reflection or self-assessment questions. And then I asked some overall uh, assessment questions of how the band is doing or how the band did on a particular concept. If we were working on intonation or uh, dynamics, playing loud and soft, uh, crescendos, style that type of thing, to get them to reflect because it's the reflection piece that helps to uh, dig that learning into the brain, make a concrete burrow, as I guess, burrow it in there so that they don't forget and can repeat it. Too often I was teaching a concept and it went well for a 24-hour period and the next day it was all gone. Uh, you know, a few students would recall it. Um, but not not the entire group. And in my subject area, and I think in any, you want everybody um, recalling 
the successes that you've had and recalling the weaknesses that you have and addressing those. And so with Google Forms, I give them four or five reflection questions using multiple choice or there's a a grid you can set up one through five grid or drop down box it just depends on on what uh, what you need what you're looking for and i like to put the uh, results up on the screen as they answer and the students really like that interaction that's almost like a little video as they watch the the ratings come in and the bar graph come up or the pie graph depending on on uh, the question. Furthermore, and this is probably as useful as the form itself, is starting the next day with that. To say here, this is where we are at. We all said we missed the key signatures or we we did real well with getting loud, but we didn't always get back soft enough or most of us feel this way and how can we adjust that? We also look at it, were we a little hard on ourselves Maybe, or maybe we were a little too soft? Maybe we're a little too uh, complimentary. It just really kind of depends. But I, I like the fact that it gets them to reflect and it starts the, the conversation. Because um, I'm sure we've all been a member of that uh, classroom where you're as a teacher or even as a student where the question is asked and then you can hear the crickets in the back. You know, you can hear the hall, the locker slamming down the hallway because nobody's saying anything. Nobody either doesn't they don't want to uh, participate um or they don't know the answer or they're not comfortable at least this way they can see things and they and and um they don't feel like they're attacking any individual or putting themselves out there they're rating what they see on the screen and um it's a very powerful way a very um uh, and popular way my students enjoy uh, rating and looking at that and seeing what everybody thinks because uh, that they don't always know how everyone thinks. And sometimes they even consider that maybe because we're struggling with something that not everyone cares. And when you get this reflection and get these, this information up on the screen, they start to see, wow, people really do care. It's just a matter of it takes us a little time to work on it. So Google Forms and Padlet, those are two tools. I'm sure there's um, many others, but I've been using these very successfully, very happy with them because they both embed or share link uh, and they allow for the anonymity um, that peer review, I, I think successful peer review uh, must have anonymity um, so that so that people feel free to communicate. And that's what we're after here, communicating and learning. So as we come to the end of episode number nine, I want to give you, uh, throw you that bone, that little tech tool or integration idea. And um, it's kind of an idea, and it's also kind of a precursor to my 10th episode, 10, as I'm starting to reach these little milestones, 10 episodes. The next one is number 10. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit more about these tools, but Edpuzzle or PlayPosit. Uh, they give you options to insert content into a video. You can ask questions or insert audio information to create interactive, engaging videos. It's one of my words for the year, interactive, and reflection is the other. Assessment opportunities abound, and students can create projects, too. 
don't ever think uh, now with this tech, don't forget. It's not just what you create for the students to do or drive them to do. You can create something and show it to them and then say, okay, your assignment is you do this. A lot of tools are, are creating this opportunity for students to create the project, not just teachers. So it's not teacher-driven. It's student-driven. Well, that brings us to the end of Episode 9. I hope that you uh, are going to give Padlet or Google Forms a try uh, for peer reviewing. Um, I think there's a lot of other opportunities on Padlet and I, Google Forms, of course, I've used for just collecting information or uh, inventorying or um, instruments or uniforms. Um, but as a, a class tool, both of these are, are great, have great possibility. And the thing I, I like about it is so often we create, say, a worksheet or something like this, and then we'd have to save it in a file and hope we don't lose that paper. Or then, uh, But with this, it's in your drive or it's on the website. Once you sign in, it creates kind of your own little uh, repository of things that you have created. And I hope you'll join me on my episode number 10 as I look at video for uh, peer review and ways to create video and how then to to use that to further enhance your learning and i uh i want to tell you that with the tools in this episode will be linked in my show notes and just start small and be patient and don't try to be perfect take care This has been the Old Dog New Tech Podcast with your host, Jeff West. I hope you enjoyed your time. And remember, with EdTech integration, it's about being patient and not perfect. <laughs>